Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thanks to Aaron Sexton for working his magic, and we're back on. We're back in. We're you know beautiful studio quality audio. As I overlook the ocean from uh, a beach on 30A Seaside, Florida, uh, Dateline uh, today, and. I'm very fortunate to be joined by a man who occasionally will allow his beach vacations to be interrupted by me. Uh, it is Kevin Longquist, and uh, Kevin, I uh, I know you're hard at work doing your thing, tracking all this stuff that's going on. But uh, I got to say, you know, we were talking about uh, Texas Tech in its early run 2023 class. University of Texas goes and gets. The uh, uh, one of the one of the most ballyhooed recruits ever in Arch Manning, but the old Bears put together a nice little three or four day stretch here. Um, how uh, after covering these kinds of things for a lot of years, how good is this little recruiting run the Bears are on right now? Oh, it's, I wouldn't call it unprecedented, but I would call it unique, Matt. Um, you know they, they've had six commitments over the last seven days. I don't think one is coming down today unless it comes down tonight after we hang up. Of course, that probably will happen. But, you know, there's one tomorrow uh, where an announcement will come from a kid that took his official visit uh, in D.K. Kalouf, Fort Bend, and Riggs Point. He took his official to Baylor a couple weeks ago. I think Baylor's in a really good spot for him right now. But uh, the only time I can think where Baylor really had this was was they had, it was back in, I think it was 2014, where they had this stretch where they ran off about 14 recruits in about four or five weeks or something like that. And it was like crazy. How And it was the same month. It was June. Where it was like late May to throughout the month of June where everything took off. Now, we saw this last year a little bit, too, when they had a lot of commitments come out of those three, uh, those three official weekend, visit weekends. But this year, maybe a little bit more oomph. And, of course, when you get two four-stars out of it, like Corey Kelly, uh, the linebacker, and, and then, of course, from uh, Lake City Clear Falls, and then, of course, you get uh, – pardon me. Uh, and then when you also get Tayshawn Wilson, the very talented defensive back from Katie Maid Creek, number 152 on R250 pole. I think that kind of tells you where this recruiting is. And the fact that they've addressed a lot of their needs across the defensive and offensive lines was still more to work, still work to do there. Uh, and the fact that they're starting to get a little bit more as far as like the secondary is concerned. They got two quarterbacks between Wilson and of course Carl Williams out of Baton Rouge. Those are all really good pickups for this. And there's a lot of substance to these uh, commitments from what I, from what I know of them, from what I've talked to people, and just the caliber of kids that they're recruiting, Matt. Man, I it got me excited, and uh, and I wanted to kick off my week of vacation with a little Kevin Longquist time. Kevin, I just came off a uh, a big time blackened mahi mahi sandwich at Budden Alley's, one of the most famous uh, uh, restaurant slash bars in in America, right there on 30A. It's a place I think Kevin, you would really really enjoy. Now. Walk me through this, way, though. You're not going to interrupt me when I go to the beach in two weeks, are you? Or, absolutely. Uh, are you? Absolutely. Actually, I'm going to be 
I want to be out of the country at some point, like the starting the 13th of July, so you may be safe. Are you going to Paris again? No, I think this is Italy. Paris? Italy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I just kind of show up where they tell me to go. <laughs> this is, I don't really know much about this trip, but uh, Venice Venice may be involved. I do know that. Okay. I know I know the the uh, the hopeless romantic that you are. You like a good Venice <laughs> gondola, that kind of thing. Uh, love right. you love going through those canals. That just sounds like something well, you and your wife buff. would I'm love. The buff, and I really wanted to go to Rome. I would have gone to Rome for the Vatican, the history of Rome too, of course. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. I don't think you. I don't think people listen to us want to talk about our journeys overseas or anything like that. So. No, I think they're. I think they're into it. I think they're pretty much into it now. Um, of the group that just came in, the, these bear commits that are rolling in. First of all, to put it in perspective, I love it when rivals and and you know Kevin's such a part of this show. I don't always remind people what he does, but he's rivals.com and uh, at Sikkim Sports on Twitter is a great place to kind of read on all the things he he does, but. Y'all always do a really nice job of, like, updating the rankings. And I find all this stuff fascinating because, you know, Baylor suddenly will pop up around, like, the top 15 in the country in some in mm-hmm. some of these uh, rankings. Texas Tech was mm-hmm. way up there. And then I think the University of Texas, especially with what they've done, they've had a couple, uh, even, even since Arch, I think, that got everybody's attention. They have jumped into, I think, around the top ten. Can you kind of give us a perspective on where Baylor stands uh, based on their commitments right now? Yeah, they are. Uh, they're currently number seven in our national team rankings. They actually were as high as number six, but there was a couple of there was some movement today, so that they slipped a notch to number seven. But when they got to number six, Matt, this is as high as I've ever seen Baylor uh, in, what, the 13 years that I've been covering them. I think it's 13, but something like that. But this is as high as I've ever seen Baylor. I'll always go back to the 2016 class that collapsed, but they but their final ranking that year was 17. And I was talking about this today on the site where I feel like if they continue in this trend, and, of course, one of those things they have to do is they got to hang on to Austin Novoset. But one of the things that they have to do is if they can continue to build a class, maybe add a couple of more four stars or or higher three-star guys that are maybe 5.7s or, or something like that, they've got a chance to finish it around the top 20, something like that, because we got to keep this in perspective just a little bit because you have a school like Alabama, which has – uh, seven commits right now, and they're number 22. So that's going to change, obviously, for them pretty pretty quickly here over the next couple of months. you got Miami, uh, who only has eight, but, of course, with what they're doing down there, that they might take off, too. A&M's got – A&M's number 39, and they've only got six. So that's all going to fluctuate. But for, but for what Baylor's doing and where they could settle by February – of 2023 they got a shot to be in the top 20 man i really believe that wow wow you know does that make you talking to kevin Lockwood from rivals.com does when you see some of this happening do you do you think baylor's quietly put together like a nice collective or do you think this is just purely based on i mean obviously aranda they've had great success they won the big 12 um their camp seemed to be uh, heavily attended and 
and and right. everybody seems to enjoy those things. Like, what do you what do you attribute this to? Because I, I Joey McGuire got off to a really really hot start that may have slowed just a little bit. But Joey's still in a good place. Texas is on a heater right now, University of Texas. And then A&M's going to always A&M. I mean, they're going to – they may not have the position they had in 2022, but they're going to close. You know they're going right. to close because uh, right. what Nick said, they got the money. <laughs> so, well, but, but what do you, okay, so what do you attribute this to the most? Well, okay, so here's what I think it is with, with Baylor. Is that number one um, – Obviously, the success that the program has had, even the, the because really the kids today at this era, they have no idea what happened in 2016, and they don't even care about it anymore. Even though old folks like you and myself are well aware of what happened, and we still kind of look over our shoulder about that sort of thing. But I don't think it really matters to these kids anymore. They look at the fact that Baylor in 2019 uh, played for the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma and fell short and wound up going to the Sugar Bowl. Then they look at two years later where this team won the Big 12 championship, school record 12 wins, won the Sugar Bowl. Those are things that they look at. I think they also look at the fact, and I've talked about this before with you, Matt, where Dave Aranda's you know, acumen as being a defensive wizard. I've always felt like Dave is one step ahead of opposing offensive coordinators. That's how sharp I think he is. That that, that, that has a measurable effect on a certain amount of kids. And that doesn't mean they're going to get them all, but it means that they're going to get uh, more than what you would think maybe in past years, especially more than what we saw from the Art Bryles era. No disrespect to Art's recruiting, but Art's defensive recruiting versus Dave recru- Dave's uh, defensive recruiting are night and day from each other. But having said that, that and th- I think just the way that they presented the school and Waco itself as a growing area. What is Waco now? About a quarter of a million people, the surrounding area there. So there's things are changing in the school and the fact that it's in the big 12 and the fact that it's because and it has a chance you know with texas and oklahoma leaving by from what it looks like going to be july 1st of 2025 baylor's got itself in a position where it can be one of the alphas of this conference and they're probably selling that idea to those kids and saying, look when texas and OU are gone we have an we have an opportunity we being baylor the coaches the way they're selling it to kids saying we have an opportunity to become to take that seat where we can become a flagship school of this conference along with maybe like an Oklahoma State maybe a TCU you know something like that and the, and they've got the back and they've got the record to prove it based on what happened last year well and quite honestly back in the day Grant Taft you know laid the blueprint out for it uh, the faith-based aspect of this was an enormous calling card and in a, in, a, in a huge thing with parents and so you know in some sense that may still be the case and and uh, so it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out now of of all these people you mentioned two kind of headliners um, mm-hmm. wh- wh- where where is your so they lost their 2022 quarterback I think we all decided right. that wasn't the biggest thing in the world because I don't know how great he was and quite honestly he uh, I, I don't know. The way I was hearing that spun was like, well, we're okay. But one of the reasons they thought they were okay was they had like some, you know, uh, non-scholarship type guys. And one of those guys is right. now gone. So right. now you get 2023 with Novosad. And and this guy, I got to say, I I mean, I, I don't blame him, okay? If I had Ohio State suddenly come in, A&M, 
you know, maybe I would waver a little bit. Like, uh, but I, I just kind of am curious of, because you've seen this guy throw in person. You've right. met him. You probably even know the family to a certain extent. Like, do you think this guy's kind of torn right now between, hey, these guys were early to the party. I, I got a great connection with these Baylor coaches, and yet now I'm getting these enormous blue blood type offers. Like, where is the young man from Dripping Springs? Uh, as as much as you can tell us right now, for a for an 18 year old kid. Well, okay, and, and a lot of people on my site will panic and saying we're going to lose him, we're going to lose him, and I always come back to them and simply say he's committed to Baylor until he isn't. And I think the relationship that he has with the Baylor coaches has been rock solid. Remember, he committed to Baylor the day after the early signing period in December. I think it was December 16th of 21, when all that class came in. And it's always been a pretty pretty strong relationship because Baylor identified him first and really went after him. And, made, and he has been on that campus multiple times, that sort of thing. Now, when it comes to, I know a lot of people want to make up the A&M part of this equation because his parents are alums from there, and he just went over there after the state seven-on-seven tournament for an unofficial, and he picked up an offer there. And I wouldn't discount the Aggies in this um, just because of who they are and what they're trying to become and the fact that they want to try and get to the upper echelon of the SEC. Um, and then you look at Ohio State where its track record is what it is. Uh, winning the national title in 2014, playing for another one recently, and, and I think, and of course they're off, they're traditionally going to go to either the go to the college football playoff or they're going to go to uh, a New Year's Day six game, and they've had their share of quarterbacks go to the NFL. I think what the argument that Baylor has to present, even though obviously they've had a couple of quarterbacks go to the NFL and Bryce Petty and RG three, is that they've built this class around. Austin, and Austin knows that. So the question what Austin has to decide for himself is, can I be a guy that can really be a, like like a transitional type of player like RG3 was? Can I follow in that footstep that takes Baylor from where they were, just an okay program, to that, that program where things could be possible? Can Austin say, can I look at Baylor and say, can I get Baylor to the next level where they're consistently in the national championship or Big 12 hunts year after year after year? as opposed to being Ohio State, where they're already there, and it's just another, if you will, plug and play, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things that are weighing on his mind. You know, He'll be at the Elite 11 camp uh, in California some, starting Tuesday through Thursday, and he'll be asked about that quite a bit. But this is going to be a, a, a situation where Baylor is going to have to continue to massage this, make its best effort, and, and pray to heaven that it'll, that it'll work out when the early signing period comes along. Um, in early in mid December, so that his name comes across their letter of intent, his you know, his letter of intent comes across with his signature on it. In December, it's going to be a grind. And as I've said, you know, you and I have talked offline about this, Matt. That it's just going to be a day by day thing. I still find it, I still find it very low that he'll ever come out publicly and say, "I'm sticking with Baylor. This is the way it's going to be," or he flips. I think it's just going to be one of those things that he'll go through this over the next few months. It's going to be a process, and we're all just going to have to ride the wave until he tells everyone, this is what I'm doing. All right, I'm glad you said that, because we always have the uh, Elite 11 director, that Brian Stump guy, 
we always have him on, so you have reminded me to do that, and we'll take a peek. And Baylor has had some uh, uh, several quarterbacks in recent years, part of that uh, Elite 11, including uh, Kyron Drones, Zach Pyron. Obviously, Pyron chose to go a different direction. And by the way, have you ever heard anything more about Pyron? Like, is Georgia Tech excited about him? Like, what is the I mean, whatever happened to him? Because, I mean, once they decommit, we sort of lose track of him. Have you ever heard anything else about him? I mean, the only thing I can tell you is that I just feel, I mean, from what it sounds like that, um, you know, because there were rumors that he wanted to try and maybe uh, get back with Baylor in the last early, you know, last year's early December period, and that didn't work out. But, you know, I think for the most part, he's happy uh, with where he's at in Atlanta. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech's program obviously has a ways to go before it's trying to get to that that first division uh, of the of the ACC. But I mean, he's got an opportunity, and of course, Birmingham is pretty close to Atlanta, three hours away. I think that partly laid into his decision to flip because of some family stuff there. But I think, but for the most part, it's like as my mom used to tell me, Matt. It's your life. You have to live it. And I think that's pretty much how we have to look at it from Zach Pyron's perspective. All right. Let's all live by what Kevin Lonquist's mom told him. And uh, I think that's uh, those are words of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that's right. Let's give her a shout out this afternoon. Uh, Kevin, um, uh, always appreciate it. Fun to catch up with you, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you. I would imagine you're probably going to like Orange Beach or somewhere like that, which is just a stone's throw from where I am. But uh, I hope you have a great trip. But uh, we reserve the right to uh, call you uh, during the middle of your vacation. Okay. <laughs> and I also have the right to. I also reserve the right to maybe not answer. <laughs> do, do your do your girls even now that they've graduated from college do they uh, do well, they still go them. with you oh one oh, yeah, of them yeah they still yeah, go with you on the trips yeah the razorback just got back from hawaii so uh but she's going with us uh in a couple of weeks so That's we're nice. gonna do and so anyway but uh, yeah she had she had a uh, yeah. friend out there who graduated with her who uh, actually is working out there so she had a chance to spend some time out there so Anyway. Well, that's going to be that'll be nice. Yeah, your girls have complained about some of your Bermuda shorts that you wear, but they still go to, they still vacation with you. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Sounds good, Matt. Listen, enjoy your time, and uh, look forward to talking with you down the road. Take care. Okay. There he goes, Kevin Lonquist. Um, 